Welcome everyone to the Progressive Podcast, the podcast that will help you progress your health and fitness goals, enabling you to enjoy life more by having a healthier and more active lifestyle. I'm your host, Aaron Williams, and I'm sat here today with my co-host, Luke Lamont. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about training for health and functionality and looking good as a byproduct. So um, what we'll say before we get into it, last week we did upload this episode, but the audio cut out after about six minutes. Um, so we're re-recording it and hopefully audio won't, won't cut out this time. Uh, so that's the only reason why uh, we missed last week and it will be back to normal, back to every week from now on. So we'll get into it. Uh, we've already caught up. So. What is health and functionality, Luke? Uh, subjective term, really. Um, hello, listeners, by the way. Uh, but for me, you know, let's, let's break it down into two. So first, we're gonna look at health. You know, health for me means a variety of different things. So if we look at it as in the gym, we're gonna look at weight lifting for bone and muscle strength. We're gonna look at keeping healthy and doing some sort of cardio or conditioning work for heart health, cardiovascular health, things like that. And basically doing things for longevity rather than short-term gains. So you're looking for like prolonging your life, looking at things over the course of your life rather than 12 week transformations and results and stuff like that. And yeah. um, I mean, it's good to have the short-term goals, but ultimately, you know, we want to live longer. So we've got to look at our health. We've got to look at it on the grand scheme of things. Um, so it's just combining, you know, things that we do in the gym with what we want to achieve life-wise. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I'd say. Health and functionality to me is is that we're looking at doing things in the gym that are going to help us and improve our life outside of the gym. So not only improve our day-to-day life, where it can be things like taking the shopping in. Um, like picking something up to move, maybe moving a table because yeah. you're cleaning up, um, playing with playing with the kids yeah. outside, um, and being able to do all these things. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people complicate it a little bit too much in terms of what they do in the gym. Uh, so if we look at health and f- health and fitness, and look at trying to keep it as functional as possible today, to day to day life. Um, and we look at things that we're going to be doing in, in day-to-day life. That, for me, is what health and functionality is. Yeah, I mean, I covered health, first of all, and then the functionality is basically doing things in a gym that is going to help with your lifestyle and outside the gym, you know, as I mentioned. So, for example, you might take a squat in the gym and you might do a heavy squat because, you know, for me, I know I've been in this situation where I've got to pick something off the floor, but I've got my daughter in my arms. Yeah. So I've got to be able to hold that front squat whilst picking something up. Or it could be that you're in work and you've got to pick something up off the floor. So it's gonna relate to a deadlift. You know, there's all sorts of these movements. You know, we run, we do cardio, we do some sort of conditioning because we might be playing with the kids or we might be playing with the dog. Um, We might be going for walks and stuff like that. So we want to be fit enough to be able to do it. And then another thing as well is, for example, doing a shoulder press in the gym where you're pushing a weight above your head. You know, if you're seated all, all day, then you're going to benefit more from doing exercise standing. So yeah. that's going to be a more functional exercise for people who are sat at a desk. 
because they're going to open up the hips by standing up. Yeah. Um, so it's things like that as well. And then you've got mobilities, mobility drills, sorry. So doing things that are functional regards to mobility, again, if you're sat at a desk all day. And then another one that combines with most people, everybody's got bad posture. So doing pulling exercises, you know, that's going to be functional for a lot of people, in particular people at a desk, because they're going to be hunched over the desk. In fact, I'll just say everybody, because everybody's got a smartphone or a phone who's, you know, their shoulders are rounded, they've got tablets, yeah. they're driving, you know, their abs are caving in, chest is caving in, so pulling exercises are going to help massively with that. So again, that's a functional sort of approach to training that's going to relate outside the gym. Yeah, and that leads on really to what we've just said about um, improving your life outside of the gym. So it's not, in terms of like training for functionality and health, it's not about like, it's not always about focusing on looking better, having like bigger muscles, for example. Um, and we'll go into that bit, that bit next as we go into how, it, how you're gonna look as a byproduct, but um, it's about improving your life in general. If you do like the pulling movements, like Luke's just said, um, and you're improving your posture, you're gonna have less like pain later on in life. Even well, even now, but then especially as you get older and later on in life, you're going to be able to move more. Um, you're not going to be in as much pain, if any, um, by the the choices you make and what you're doing currently in terms of your training routine. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about doing weight training, and a lot of people are like, well, that's not functional for me right now. I don't need to do it, but by doing it now, you're strengthening your bones for later life. As Aaron just said, you know, it helped prevent osteoporosis. <coughs> process which hits a lot of elderly people which is basically the deterioration of bones and by strength training you're going to strengthen your bones and you're going to be less likely to break them if or when you fall so putting in the work now ready for later life you know a lot of people pay attention now ready for when they retire but they're not paying their you know their health pension if you like by putting in the gym work now eating the nutritious foods now that are full of nutrients that are going to help keep your heart healthier and stuff like that for later in life. Yeah. Perfect. So Luke, how are you gonna look good as a byproduct from training this way? I mean, the movements are gonna be compound movements. You're gonna be getting strong. So as a byproduct, you're gonna be strengthening your body. You're gonna be strengthening your muscles, your joints, your ligaments, your tendons. It's gonna to tone you. And then if you take that health approach into all aspects of life, it'll go into nutrition as well. And then if you start looking at nutrition from a health aspect, then you're gonna be eating more nutrient-dense foods. That'll then limit, potentially limit the amount of calories you consume, potentially putting you into calorie deficit, decreasing the amount of fat you have. And before you know it, that combined with your functional training, which is compound movements, you're gonna to be toned, you're gonna to look toned, you're gonna to feel toned, you're gonna to be happier, you're gonna be healthier. Your sleep will improve, your stress will decrease potentially which will just all snowball effect and just, it'll just all come and work together and it'll just be a, so much better. You know, instead of focusing on how you look, focus on how you move, focus on nutrition, and it, the, the look will take care of itself. Yeah. I mean, if you're smart on your food choices and your consumption, you're gonna consume more whole foods, less processed foods, and like I said, create that calorie deficit potentially. If not, create that deficit, and then that combined with your strength training, you'll look look better more toned there's not too much to add on to that to be fair if, if anything uh luke's hit the nail on the head um 
constrained in, in these functional like ways um, and adopting that training style, you are going to be working through um, compound movements the majority of the time. There's very little isolation exercises that we're going to be going through. There is some yeah. that are going to help, um, but they are focused mainly on compound movements, which we all know use more muscles, therefore burn more calories. So, you, you, like you said, if you're looking after your nutrition as well, um, you are going to be looking at probably being in a calorie deficit just by eating less processed foods and making better nutrition choices. Yeah, I mean, if you limit the amount of processed foods you eat and you replace that with nutrient-dense foods, you know, you, you pack up the volume of food that you eat with vegetables. I've never known anyone to gain fat because of broccoli or anything like that. So you're gonna be fuller. You're not gonna to wanna to eat again just because you're eating vegetables or more vegetables or more salads or whatever. And then a point on the training as well, on the saying the compound movements, you know, as Aaron said, there will be times for isolation exercises, but it depends on your program split. So if you're coming to the gym three times per week, you might have a day or two in between each day of training. So then you are gonna hit pretty much only compound movements unless you've been told otherwise by yeah. a coach. So bang for your buck. Um, if your program is maybe four days per week and you're doing two upper body, two lower body, then there's an argument to say that there will be some isolations a bit more frequently than what there will be on the three days per week, purely because you don't wanna to do too much compound movements over four days because of your central nervous system. So it ultimately comes down to how often you're training. Um, you know, for the majority of people, they're lucky if they get in once, twice per week. You know, if you're looking at three times per week, all compounds is fine. And even more, I'd say I've been quite a few isolations. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so Luke, what are some ways you can go about incorporating this style of training and lifestyle into your life? Um, I think it's becoming self-aware more than anything. Um, actually realizing that you do want to live, you know, a lot of people only realize it's that old cliche saying of they realize what they had when it's gone yeah you know what i mean um and then it's too late to get it back you know you don't want to be close to death or you don't want to catch some sort of disease that's going to kill you in however long and then you're like ah oh, shit i wish i'd done something about it so i guess it's like understanding now that you might not see the immediate return or the immediate reward but understand that it's going to benefit you long term um, so I think that's one key thing, mindset. Another one is getting a structured program that incorporates exercises or drills to your lifestyle. So again, it comes back to how many times per week you want to train um, and then go about it from there. And then obviously regular stretching, tissue release through massage or SMR, which is self myofascial release or jumping on a rumble roller or a foam roller, um, something like that, that'll help us on. Um, and it's basically just the main thing is a coach having a coach who knows what to do and working with them and getting them to help you structure it into your life yeah. and guiding you through it you know you're going to fall off the wagon everybody does and that's why a coach is there to support you and potentially pick you up in some cases or make you understand and realize that look this this could have been done a little bit better or you didn't have to do this you're overcomplicating it you're going too fast to slow it down let's implement one thing at a time rather than a million yeah a follow-on from that, and you pretty much took the words from my mouth with the coach point of view, um, would be keep it as simple as possible. Like we're trying to 
incorporate something into our current lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to overhaul our lifestyle. Um, the idea is this is going to be a long-term change for a long-term goal of staying healthy through the rest of your life, really. So incorporate into it into your current life and then build on it from there rather than just like a quick overhaul like Luke said before in like that 12 week period where you're going to try and go for a 12 week transformation Um, think of it as a long term thing maybe add one session to start with where you just be doing like one weight session or even if you can't do one weight session just yet do like Luke We'll do a power walk. How many power walks do we do a week? Like, at the minute, not, not um, <laughs> but when I'm in like a, a less gaining phase, it'd be like three. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even just going for like one power walk, if that's more than what you're currently doing, yeah, that is it is going to do something in the long term, but it's important that we don't just stick at that because eventually it will just you'll get to that point and it'll just start to plateau then. Yeah. So it's important that you build on that from there. So maybe start like one power walk, maybe turn that power walk into a light jog for like 10 minutes of it. Um, If you can get to the gym, do like a half an hour weight training, something something along that lines where you're doing a compound movement of some sort, um, a squat, a deadlift, um, a push or a pull. and just keep building on it from there. With the from the nutritional point of view, like Luke said um, about the processed foods, maybe take don't overhaul your diet straight away. Maybe take out one piece of processed food that week um, and replace it with a nutrient dense food substitute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're not taking things out, we're getting rid. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to like shame any certain foods, yeah. and especially not if you enjoy them as well. Obviously, like we've said, it's a long-term, it's a long-term goal. Um, so don't don't just overhaul everything straight away. Do it in little stages, and eventually it will become habits, and then yeah. we can build on it from there. All right, just to reframe a little bit what Aaron said, I know when he said take out foods. I know what Aaron means by this, it doesn't mean take out foods, it just means put things in so that it's not a negative of taking things out. You're yeah. throwing things in to replace, which automatically then replaces. This is a key thing why we say protein with every meal. It could then potentially um, replace uh, a mid-morning snack. So you're fuller for longer. So because you've had protein for breakfast, you're then not thinking about the mid-morning snack. So the protein at breakfast has replaced that, that mid-morning snack. Um, if you take things out you're then going to miss it so absolutely like aaron said you know substitute it put it in but just don't think of taking it out just think about adding things in which then normally takes things out and um, for example if you have a chocolate bar mid-afternoon don't take the chocolate bar out put the fruit in and if you want the chocolate bar still after having the fruit then have it but if not more the chances are that you'll just be happy with the fruit so yeah. put the fruit in there and then if you still want the chocolate then have it or you'll be more than happy with the fruit in most scenarios, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, uh, so Luke, just before we finish, we will get your take-home action points. So points that you want to highlight, really. Okay, so three for me, I'll break them down. So we've got health, uh, 
which is making the body able to function as well as it can do so. The things that will make it stronger, such as lifting weights, doing some form of cardio, conditioning, potentially stretching, mobility work. Um, when we come to functionality, choose movements that will help with everyday life. So like I say, if you're prone to uh, picking stuff up and work, then maybe a deadlift is a sensible exercise um, to choose in a gym because it's going to make you stronger at picking things up and make it easier. Um, understand that the goal is to prolong life and structure accordingly rather than trying to get immediate changes. And then when it comes to looking good, if you choose the health approach in all aspects of life, nutrition will also benefit and you're more likely to eat a diet that will contain more nutrient-dense foods, which can often put you in a deficit, which can lead to fat reduction. You'll feel more toned, you'll look more toned, you'll feel probably more energetic, you won't feel as sluggish, you'll be happier, your sleep might improve, your stress will decrease, and it'll just snowball from there. Awesome. So Luke's nailed really all the, all the action points there. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> so I'll think on the spot. Um, my main one, functionality. Um, do things that are going to, in the gym, that are going to improve your life outside of the gym. If that is, um, if that is picking stuff off the floor, and you tend to get lower back pain or anything like that, do things that are gonna help prevent lower back pain and also get stronger and picking things up off the floor. Um, if we look at health, we're looking at long-term, so rest of your life. So add things in now and then build on it. So it doesn't have to be complete overhauls. And then as a byproduct, of doing both of these things, like Luke said, with the nutrition part, we are going to start to look a lot better. You're going to build build muscle, lose body fat, therefore look more toned. So by not focusing on the looks so much, we can still get that weight loss. Yeah, and we can still achieve the goals that most people have in terms of like weight loss and looking toned. I'm potentially not focusing on trying to look good by doing it, other actions around it and then making that as a byproduct, we're not stressing about how we look, yeah. which will help massively with stress levels, water retention. So as a byproduct already, you'll probably improve the way you look by flushing out loads of water. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so thank you for listening. Um, we will be back next week with our next podcast. Um, and that is all from us today. So remember, make being progressive a habit.